1: Adjacent.
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey
3: on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
3: Tony was so happy because I, I was, I don't know if Jason has ever been
2: more popular in Chicago than
3: he has been this week. Just because the tweets are just firing off? No, I mean, I mean two, year, two, two years ago, everybody loves me when things are going bad. Um, this is what, <laughs> But this is what the Bears fans are always like. They're always like, when you try to tell them, like, eh, I don't know about this, they're like, you're so negative. Why are you so negative all the time? Uh-huh. And then it ends up like this, inevitably. Like, my entire life, it always ends up like this, one way or another. <laughs> and then they're like, how come you didn't tell us? How come no no one in the soft Chicago media told us it was going to be like this? We did. I don't want to hear it then. <laughs> Several. But years Tony, ago. Tony's real. Tony thinks I'm like taking out my anger on Matt Iberflus, and that's that's not it at all. Like I, I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy having to do it this way. In fact, my job would be so much more interesting and enjoyable. I think if they were good, I just I don't know what that would look like, but <laughs> I'm interested.
4: Would you describe yourself as angry though? Like, are you, when you go to a house? Not at all. Yeah. Not at
3: all. Although I am offended. What offends the fans is different than what offends me. And in a way that as the media, you're the voice, you're kind of a voice for the fans, like Mm -hmm. Tony Gill and my brother, Jake and whoever else, like they don't have access to ask these questions and to hold people accountable for it. But while, while those people, while fans are angry about why it's about it being bad, I am more looking for answers on why it's bad and where I get into like bulldog mode is when I'm, when you're not giving me the answers, then I I'm going to need the answers. I'm offended by the, by the circular non answers that you think we're just going to accept because Mm -hmm. you're in charge and you're saying them. And it's not like that. I would, you're (laughs) Matt. Heber I don't know, man. Matt. Heber Matt Nagy, a lot of these guys that have never been head coaches before. I think, they're in for uh, a surprise when they encounter like a large, serious media market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean,
4: think,
3: yeah, go ahead, Cam. No, no, I was say, like,
4: I think talking with coordinators is also a different ball game than head coaches. Like a a coordinator, a, a coordinator conversations always feel a little more gentle and a little more friendly like i like more often than not i remember those being a little more laid back and then the head coach gets up there and it's like they're different they're different questions like and i feel like a lot of times coordinators think that those side scrums are going to translate to when you're in front of the podium and like that obviously is not the case
3: yeah i think there's some of that there's also some of they've never been in charge of the things they're in charge of now Mm -hmm. they've never had to be the guy that answers for everything they've been the coordinator Mm -hmm. before so when there's a report that the head coach has been pre-fired by (laughs) patch.com or when the defensive coordinator goes missing or a wide receiver pops off or the quarterback has criticism for how he's being coached or any number of other problems, they have always been able to say, well, the head coach or the GM will answer for that. Well, now it's you. Now you're the guy. And these like kind of long, winding, going nowhere, telling us nothing answers, that just really – I can't just sit there and accept that. I'm going to call that out and, and continue to like follow up on that, but I'm not angry about it going badly. That doesn't really matter to me in the way that I do my job. I'm more, I need to get answers because I write for the public that wants the answers. That's what I'm trying to say, Tom.
2: I a hundred percent agree, but it was great. Hearing my guy, Jason Lee, everybody heard my friend, Jason Leisure, just undress Matt Aberflues with the amount of questions. And what I like most about it is you had a thing going and as much as it's competitive in there, they let you do your thing because they know you were getting somewhere. You and the other reporters, the other reporters, right? Okay. You were in a rhythm. It was like music, it, jazz was happening at, at at those press conferences because they let you cook, and it was like mm-hmm. the 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 Woody meme where he holds back the yeah. the smoke. He's like, all right, hold up, let him cook." They let you cook, and then Eversheds didn't know what was going on. And it's not it's not to say that this was like in a, a battle or like you know uh, an enemy versus an enemy. It was just you asking. And I and I hope that they cut out those two pre- press conferences for any journalism school that wants to know or, or people that wants to know how to do this and how to do this correctly is you, what you did this week uh, covering the Bears. You did not uh, uh, let him go. You wanted to get him on the record to ask uh, uh, to answer normal questions that will come up with, based on his answers um and it, it was so beautiful to watch not you you were the star definitely but thank you Tom. to watch you, the, the the whole room and i respect everybody in there i know mostly everybody that's there that understood what was taking place and then add it to what you started for two days and it, it was such a, a gold standard of journalism. And I wanted to just make sure wow. people knew what was going on. It's
1: not Thanks, easy buddy.
4: Like, it's like being in those press conferences and yeah, having can, those you know. conversations, mm-hmm. it's not as easy as people, I think, think it is. So I think that's mm-hmm. another to your point. Yeah,
1: because
4: yeah, you,
2: be. you got to deny your human. Yeah, If you're a good human being, he's like, I don't want yeah. this person to feel uncomfortable. Or, yeah.
3: like, they're doing something bad. Like, cause the grand you want everybody to like you. You want everyone right. to like you. And <laughs> you I want to get I along like with the, people. I like these people. I like mm-hmm. Matt Negi and I like Matt Eberflus and I like Ryan Paul. I like all of these people mm-hmm. as people. But when yeah. we go in that room, it, we do mm-hmm. a different type of activity. I mean, how, how
2: good are we in general in terms of being people? Like, how good are we at actually having hard and tough conversations? Like, most of us aren't. I'm not that good oh. at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> most most of us aren't. And and Jason, you can have tough conversations without getting emotionally invested, without losing the objective view of what the point of the conversation is. It's something that I admire. Something that I hope to grow with. Uh, you know, a child coming along like i want to be able to have tough conversations but not get so emotionally invested that i lose the purpose of why i'm having a tough conversation Mm -hmm. and it works well to have that skill when you're a journalist because you can ask pointed direct questions to get the answers that we all need to know so it was very very good it was very entertaining i laughed so much with my wife with my with my friends who were watching and listening, just because it was not only entertainment but it was also informative. And and the grand scheme of thing is sports. Like nobody, hey, like it it's the play pin. Like nobody was doing anything. Well, you know, we don't know just
3: yet with uh, Allen Williams. Well, but. but it's not it's not even important in the world of sports. But, it's not even important right. in the NFL. Like right. outside of Chicago, who cares? Honestly, who cares what's going on with the Bears
4: mm-hmm. right now? Nobody. Mm-hmm. I can attest yeah. that. Like it is. It is weird having the bears not be a big deal like around town like it is <laughs> and i'm just like oh yeah like justin fields man like this is crazy like yeah i don't know man like whatever and I'm just, where are what you, you whatever like, it's crazy and it's, it's it's a weird sensation where are you i mean i live in denver
3: colorado Ooh. or is that yeah. like a neighborhood of chicago that
4: i haven't no, heard of? yeah like i like eight or nine months ago i moved out to colorado
3: uh. Colorado like the state or again yeah. I'm asking is that a neighborhood like somewhere in the
4: city yeah, that I, I don't think of? it's a neighborhood yeah I mean knowing like how big the Chicago suburbs still I never know <laughs> um, but no yeah it is like the mountains I can see I'm like they're there no they're... I
3: got some sense that you uh, were gone but I didn't know the details and I thought maybe it'd be better once we get Cam Ellis on the show to just hash it out there instead of Asking like a bunch of pre-show questions, so we'll we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to like
4: where is Cam Ellis, and we got him where here, so we in can find the out. World
2: That's great. Is Cam it's a good Ellis. question. Yeah,
4: I mean, I'm, I'm sort of surprised how many people in the last like month have been like, "Oh, I thought you were just still there in Chicago." And I like, no, <laughs> must like, tweet about the Bears too much, Dale. Because you do uh, tweet um,
3: about the Bears a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I do mm-hmm. see those, and you're still great at it. You're still there. Well, yeah. You're the I funniest guess I, I guess I'm... Bears tweeter there is.
4: I guess I'm Still. fooling people. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to hear it though.
3: <laughs> Tony, um, thank you for all of the nice things you said. I, mm-hmm. it makes me a little uncomfortable starting our show so self indulgently and like, let's talk about you know the great hey, work that I did this week. But give honor you. to whom I, I appreciate. It. Too, man. Thank you. you. It. Thank you. Been doing it a long time. Like I'm 40 almost, so I've <laughs> been. It, there is some value to experience when you do it. There are things you just can't learn other than by doing this for so long. And I th- I think back to like when I started, when I was 22, the first coach that I ever covered when I covered the Dolphins in 2006 was Nick Saban, and I was overmatched at that time. Mm-hmm. And there was some squirrely business going on then because that was the whole year where he was saying, I am not going to be the Alabama coach. <laughs> and then he became the Alabama coach. Mm-hmm. And I was just like not there yet to be able to tangle oh, with oh, that. Okay. He was Nick good. Nick Saban returns like, well, to Miami it. It Dolphins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the end of that. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Saban, Dolphins coach for life. Um, and then, like, as I kind of, I, I would say probably even like when I got my first job covering Florida, uh, Urban Meyer was the coach my first season, and I was probably not ready yet then either. And then after that, I think I was good. Um, I think because. When there was a bunch of nonsense with Will Muschamp, who I don't know if you even know that name, um, when he was the coach at Florida after Meyer, I was ready for that. And then I covered the heat and there was no need for that because they're an organization of excellence. Like even when things are going bad, which there were a couple of years there where I covered them, where they were like, just OK. There might not actually there was only one it was one year, the worst year of me covering the heat. And I came in at the tail end of the big three era, the worst year of me covering the heat they were eliminated from the playoffs the night before their last game of the season. <laughs> so even then, even at their worst, they were like right there. That was the year after they lost LeBron. Mm-hmm. And I had done a study on like teams losing uh, really top players, like multi first team, all NBA players and seen that like almost nobody comes back from that for a couple mm-hmm. of years. There, there is no quick fix to losing LeBron James <laughs> or Shaq or somebody like that. Um, but they were excellent. And then I got to the Dolphins, and things were kind of up and down. And then here, it's been a lot of – in Chicago, it's been a lot of uh, – there's, yeah, yeah. there's been a lot to call out. There's been a lot to call out the last five years. It's <laughs> not what I want. Again, it'd be fun. It'd be so much more fun and interesting to me if they were good. Do, but do, you, do you think out?
4: it'd be interesting if – would you rather have this or an 8-8 eight and eight very uninteresting sort of everyone – wipes their hands and packs it up at the end of the day. And you just write about how next year they need to block better. And next year the wide receivers need to be a little better. Like there's, for me, I always like, I feel bad because the fans have struggled with it for so long and need better. Mm-hmm. But man, those press conferences were electric. The disaster ones like that. You know, <laughs> for me, I live for that. Like that, that, that makes me excited. I would say. My whole
3: thing in covering any team is, are you, it's about holding them to a standard that they should be holding themselves to. So this, mm-hmm. so nothing about, and that's the thing. I hope Tony, when you're watching me go in on someone, I hope it, I hope it still is clear that I'm being respectful and civil because mm-hmm. that's important to me. And it's really about holding them to a standard that they should be holding themselves to. So there shouldn't be any, it shouldn't be insulting to you at all. These should be the questions you're asking yourself behind closed doors is, and, and my standard is you're, are you competing for a championship or are you clearly headed that direction? And you can be you can be 3 and 14 like the Bears were last year and still mm-hmm. be kind of headed that direction because you're doing some demolition work that needs to be done and then you need to start building after that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that standard isn't the same for every team. You can't hold the Chiefs to the same standard as the Bears. But the Bears better be trying to get to where the Chiefs are. They right. better be doing everything at every position to try to get to where the Chiefs are. And if they're not, then that's when you need to start calling out the things that aren't right oh you did it perfectly like
2: it was i can tell in his head he knew he was lying and as he was trying to answer your questions he was thinking to himself why am i lying <laughs> like what was the point of me lying about this about chase claypool like nobody cares about this this much you can tell he was having that conver- that inner conversation in his head as he was lying, but it was already too late. He had already lied, and you can't backtrack about lying, so you got to keep going with it. And then you, you you I'll I'll work on it after this part. I just got to get through this hard part right now of of me having to start off with the lie, regretting I said the lie, but have to keep going in order to get to get past this. It was so
3: funny. It's a lot to manage. It's a lot to manage and like when you're a pro sports team in any sport and for those of you that are listening like around the country, maybe don't follow the Bears. They've had a lot of problems with, they've had a lot of internal problems. Their defensive coordinator resigned by, by request of the team. Uh, The quarterback was Justin Fields was criticizing the coaching and then trying to take it back because he didn't like (laughs) that the media uh, wrote down what he said. And then they've had Chase Claypool kind of go AWOL and he wasn't really, well, he actually didn't go AWOL. He was like banned from, he was kind of kicked out indefinitely, which will probably, maybe by the time people listen to this, even be resolved. I would imagine it's probably be resolved Thursday afternoon. Uh, But with all of that going on, like you're going to hit issues like that. No matter what team and what sport you are, the Patriots Mm -hmm. have issues come up. Like, And and in your life, you will have issues. Like, The goal of life is not to avoid problems or things that cause you stress because that's impossible. And it's impossible for a pro sports team too. The goal in life as a person is to be able to handle those things and endure those things. And I think when you're a pro sports team, the goal is to show clarity and authority in those situations. Mm -hmm. So what we're all looking for is like, just like when we're kids and you're looking at our parents, we're not looking for nothing bad to ever happen.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: we're looking for when something bad happens, you're handling it. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is being handled. And we what? can take you seriously when you say that. And that, that is never what the Bears convey. Ooh. They never convey this is being handled. And this was a great opportunity for them to do that with Claypool. Some mm-hmm. of the other situations are a little trickier. But with the Claypool thing it would have been a very, very easy time. For them to come forward with authority and clarity, and say this is being handled. What's the what? What is what's the disconnect? Right? You said like a general
2: rule of life is knowing that bad things are going to happen or tough things are going to happen, and you got to learn how to endure them in the right way uh, in order to learn and get past them. What's the disconnect when you have a group of people, right? that's supposed to have learned the adults who, who in theory would have learned this lesson of endurance to get where they are, but you get them in the room together under the banner of orange and blue. And for some reason that principle is, I don't know, just dismissed or forgotten or like what's the issue with, why don't they start? What's, what would be the problem with us
3: telling the truth here? Well, What's the, yeah, th- there's always like guarding against that. No matter what, right. don't tell the truth. Don't um, tell the truth. Is that probably, is that your starting point? That makes everything way more point. difficult. Espe- especially when the ending point will probably be the truth being out there.
4: That. <laughs> right. That's, that's probably thing, not a good way like, to start. It's it's not Jacksonville. There aren't four beat writers like this. Like this is the what? Maybe the lar- one of the largest, if not the largest, second, third largest sports market in the country. Like there's mm-hmm. there's forty five beat writers at Hallis Hall every day. Like there's mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you think you are going to pull one over on all of them. And like I just <laughs> it 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 seems like the wrong city to try and do that. Like I just I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: Oh, and we're all backed by actual news organizations, right? Yeah. Like every one of these TV and newspapers in Chicago is putting their, or has had their investigative team working on trying to find out what happened with Alan Williams. Mm -hmm. Like most of us can kind of like, you know, we're we're helping and stuff, but we can kind of get focus on, you know, third and six or whatever. Um, But we have like, you know, people that know how to go through court records and do all that other stuff. Like. It's, this is this is not the ideal place to try to pull one over on people, Cam. You're right.
4: <laughs> try Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I hope I don't, people listening in Jacksonville aren't just like. Green Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No.
3: what is Cam saying about us in Jacksonville? We're not, easily yeah, duped. Florida, We're just easily
4: us. duped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been there once, and it was great. It was very nice and pleasant time. So I have nothing against you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jacksonville's
3: fine. Yeah, I know a lot of people from there. They're good people. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports of Jason. I'm Jason Leisure. Uh, My co-host Russ Dorsey is out because of the Mm -hmm. baseball playoffs. I think Russ is going to be a little hit and miss during the baseball playoffs because he's a national baseball reporter. So um, business is is booming for him right now. Yeah, Ross Mm -hmm. Dorsey, as Tony calls him when he's (laughs) a baseball reporter. But we have friend of the show, Cam Ellis, back for the first time in a long time. Yeah, what's going um, on, Cam? Really
4: and we, we just learned he was in Colorado. We do not even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have so much new information now that we can start with. Just I don't live here anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna nice find to out.
3: Me. We're gonna we're gonna get into all of that r- as soon as we get off and running here because we got to find out like what's been happening to Cam Ellis. Where is he? Where mm-hmm. is he? What's he doing? Why? How come me and Tony haven't had him on the show in like two years? <laughs> We I, kind thought of it forgot.
4: Was, I, I thought I was blacklisted because I said we love Cam, I but one. we just kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. It happened. We've
3: even had another Cam on a couple of times since then, since the last time you were on. We've had Cam Wolf on <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Cam Smith. Right. We've had a lot yeah. of cams.
4: Yeah. It's an illustrious we, list. Yeah. I'm not we we just only keep so many it. cams in our phone. You know, yeah. you were the first Cam, though. I was. I do yeah, remember that. I, was, I was there at the beginning. That was great. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I, it's great seeing you both. We've gotten bigger, and we've been able to get bigger, more famous cams since yeah. then. <laughs> it was only a matter of time, Like, like uh, I, I, but I'm happy to be the first cam. I'll take it.
3: This is my mom's favorite cam. My oh, mom right. loved when we were having Cam Ellis on semi-regularly a couple of years ago.
4: I'm a big hit with parents. Oh, that's like, it's yeah. not even just a, a, a podcast thing. Like, I am well-known in my friend group as a hit with parents. I, 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 I was just uh, at a wedding recently, and I just sat with the parents the whole time and had a good chat about old all future
2: affairs. potential
3: partners That's cam true. is good with parents yeah yeah i'm a real hit at the dinner table i am i'm finding that too and by the way our producer tony gill the littest producer in the game he's here yep. he still calls himself that cam just so you know mm-hmm. i am uh why cam you're a lot younger than me though are you even 30 years old i am 31 okay you're 31 mm-hmm. i'm 39 uh, he's my age mm-hmm. i find myself like connecting with older people now in a way that like i have to remember like they're not that much older than me actually but like one of our family friends i had we had been friends with them for a little bit and then i met her parents who are like my parents age and i'm like oh man these are my friends now too like i have you know 60 something year old friends now that's just like a
4: normal part of my life no, nothing wrong with that i feel like right like you can just bounce back in between worlds like it could be worse, right? Yeah, it'd be worse to be friends with like a bunch of little kids. Yeah. But like if you could only be like a, if you were only friends with people your age, like that, like and when you're 20, you can hang out with 20 year olds, but you can't hang out with six year olds, right? Like you, you're not, you're not going to the club with grandma. Like now you have this nice little mix of when you want to just sip on your white wine, you can sip on your white wine and talk. And then when you can <laughs> sort of dip back into your youth when you want to, like, I think you're in the like middle infielder stage of life. And I think that's good.
3: Now, like, that family will be coming over or something, and I'll ask my wife. I'll be like, are Greg and Brenda coming, too? (laughs) Which are definitely, like, parent names. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Those Uh, are, like, perfect parent names. I think it's great. I I think anytime you can make friends.
3: I keep finding, by the way, like, 39 feels old to me. I never thought I would be this old. (laughs) Because I keep seeing people, like, here and there. Like, I'll see somebody at Walgreens. I'll be like, wow, that person looks really kind of, you know, ragged and bummy and out of shape and i'm like oh i'm that person's probably the same age as me
4: hmm. i feel like it's a real it's a real tough time when the gms start being around your age like when they're like, yeah. oh, this hot shot for the maple leaves is a 34 year old gm and you're like oh my <laughs> god like when you're yeah, sure. when you're 26 you're like oh 34 like i'll never be 34 so that's fine and then right. you get there and you're like, oh, my God, like I like this guy and I graduated high school the same year and he's the GM of the Maple Leafs. Like, yeah. And
3: you're you're phasing out the last handful of players that are my age or older. Yeah. Like the Bears signed Mercedes Lewis and he's thirty nine. And I was like, this guy, this guy gets me.
4: <laughs> Ryan Poles is younger than me, though. Yeah. Somehow every college football player still looks way older than me, though, like, which is still nice. I, I, all the players look older than me, Cam. Yeah.
3: I keep thinking all these guys, like Justin Jones definitely looks, the Bears defensive tackle definitely looks like he's older than me. He's probably like 27. He's yeah. way younger than me.
4: But that helps me in my head be like, oh, I'm still young. Like, Look like how much older all these professional athletes are. The Bears had,
3: the Bears had some uh, practice squad guy on their roster last year briefly who was from Tulane and he saw me wearing a hat or a shirt or something in the locker room one day. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, Tulane. And he's kind of looking around, and there's a couple other Tulane guys on the Bears, and he's like, mm-hmm. did you did you go to school with Darnell? <laughs> I was like, no. What are, you, <laughs> are you kidding me?
4: In a
1: very... I could, sort of probably,
3: I, I could probably borderline be old enough to have a kid that age. Yeah. No, I did not go to school with Darnell. <laughs> <laughs>
4: In a larger sense, you did though, like in the grand scheme of the universe, you did. And that's why I like to just context is everything. Uh, Sports Jason is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles.
3: You can go to SheetsGiggles.com slash S a and get 23% off everything. And this is a great time to do it because you can get the hundred percent eucalyptus sheet set like I love, or you can get the eucalyptus cotton hybrid, the flannel boys, as tone calls them for fall. I mean, most of the country now where you live, you're going to want your fall sheets ready. Some flannel boys ready for like fall slash winter coming up. Great time to do it. And if you're married, like it's a great move. Like get or you live with somebody or whatever, like get the sheets, put them on the bed while your partner isn't home. And then when they get home, they're going to be like, oh, this is amazing. And then they're going to get into the bed and be like, whoa, this is amazing. And we'll
4: just just see what happens for you after that. (laughs) I mean, the feeling of getting in a bed with new sheets is undefeated. So that is true.
3: That is true. Yeah, even if they're the sheets and giggles sheets that you already have, just putting some fresh ones on there is like, yeah. mm. oh my god, it's the best. Mm. Mm. Might mess up the sheets and have to replace them after that. Mm. He's wrong. He's not wrong. He's
4: <laughs> well you got to get Sports... couple pairs.
3: <laughs> Sports adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com. Or download the BetMGM app and get this offer: your first bet gets paid back in free future betting credits up to fifteen hundred dollars if you use promo code Adjacent One mm-hmm. Thousand. And normally this is like you know it says on my sheet here like insert joke about betting on Bears games, and we can't do that because uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. I'm in don't Washington DC, fade the former Bears, former Cam's <laughs> former hometown. The and end. well, this comes yeah. out Friday morning though, Tone. Yeah,
2: it, it don't matter. It don't matter. Whatever <laughs> yeah. the next day, fade the Bears. You, no. you won't even need to get that money back that we're offering, which is a great offer because yeah, okay. you will have won that money by fading the bears.
1: All right.
3: Well, for legal reasons, I need to point out that while that's a good joke, uh, it's not factually accurate. You cannot on BetMGM MGM bet games that have already taken place. So please don't try to do that with our sponsor. But if you bet uh, legitimately on games, use promo code adjacent 1000, they will pay you back in free future betting credits up to $1,500. Bet MGM, the king of sports books.
4: Cam, why are you in Colorado? I got a different job. Um, I work. I'm now an editor out at ABC in Denver. Um, so hey. that is why I'm here. Do you still love sports? Reasons. Yeah, there's some sports in it. It is. It's not all sports, which is a, a weird been a weird change sometimes it's just dead bodies uh, mm. um, and so um it is but it is it's a crazy job man like my all my other jobs have just been writing words on a google doc and sending it to people at 670 or nbc and they just deal with it like and that's it and that's sort of the day um, and so but this is like you're doing everything so it is like i'm, I'm i sit in the office 50 40 hours a week which is crazy uh, i don't recommend it like uh, remote work is way better. Like uh, if, if, if any of you out there are like kind of wanting like, Oh, this isn't that fun. Go back to the office. Maybe no, it still sucks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a crazy, Tony job. loves
3: being in the office. Do you Tony? Oh, Tony, loves it. Tony, Tony yeah. was missing that hard during the pandemic. Y- I mean-
2: yes, because we have a new studio that I helped get started. So it's kind of like my baby. Mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i now i enjoy going
4: i would like it like 20 hours like a couple days a week i would be in on mm-hmm. like get in mm-hmm. and get your work done mandatory 45 50 hours a week is not mm-hmm. super great uh but i do get it like <laughs> I, I work better in the office than i do at home um but yeah so it's 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 a crazy job and it's a cool thing out here let me tell you, blowing big out there. gas out there in Denver. Just a little bit, just a little bit, Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, no, it is, it's, it's way different than Chicago. Like it was, it was quite a, uh, it was quite an adjustment at first. I would imagine Cam, are you from Washington or did you go to college
3: here? I'm from
4: DC born and raised. Okay. Born and raised um, in
3: DC. Yeah. And then, which is where I am now because the bears are playing the commanders Thursday night. And then Cam was in Chicago at NBC sports, yep. mm-hmm. Chicago, and a bo- he was part of a huge wave of cuts there, unfairly. Mm-hmm. A guy that uh, everybody thought was doing a good job. The the Bears mm-hmm. podcast with you and JJ was mm-hmm. fantastic. Shout out. Uh, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, things could not have worked out better for JJ, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. <laughs> uh, he just That's a crazy a... story. Mm-hmm. It, like, JJ gets laid off by NBC. He gets picked mm-hmm. up to be, like, the Colts.com writer shortly mm-hmm. after that. And, like, a season later – he fills in as the PA guy at a game, <laughs> and just ends up
4: getting that job too. It is so weird hearing JJ scream for like in a cult stadium. Like it is, it is such a bizarre. It is such a bizarre thing yeah. to just be like, I know that voice over sixty five thousand or whatever people are just like going crazy to just have JJ Stankovic be the guy saying what down it is. Like I'm still not over it. It is the funniest thing to me. <laughs>
3: Well, you landed okay at the score. You were at the score doing some writing yeah. and we would see you out every now and then yeah. at House Hall. And then you just kind of uh, like ghosted us. Yes. Like as a, as a city. Yeah. It I was... don't know that it's necessarily our fault that we don't know
4: that you left. No, I, I wouldn't necessarily blame anyone for thinking that either. <laughs> um, I, I call it an Irish goodbye more than a ghost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um... That's,
3: I was trying to decide if that was like, you know, an insensitive thing to say, but that's what I was thinking. Oh, sorry. I don't it think is. it is. And I'm part, okay. I have Irish heritage, so I think I can say that.
4: Okay. Um, it is also my move at basically every social event I've ever been to my whole life. So like, I have, it's a good way to exit. Yeah. I have it's one a good exit, way to exit and it's just quietly and quickly without anyone noticing. Yeah. Uh, we'll you can't do that you. when you're married. When no. you're married, <laughs> it takes,
3: when you're married, it takes 45 minutes from the time you decide you're leaving till the time you're actually in the car. <laughs>
4: That stinks. Um, I don't it think does. I do super well with that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was up, up, up and got out of there. Why Colorado though? Is
3: that just like where the job was, or you wanted to go to Colorado? It's a good place to live. Yeah. I know a lot of people that that wish they lived in Colorado or have tried to get a spot out in Colorado over the years.
4: Yeah, no, it's a little bit of both. Uh, um, I, it was on my radar in terms of when I was like deciding whether, leaving chicago is going to be realistic or not um i wasn't just like randomly applying for jobs in you know albuquerque or whatever and denver just popped up like it was it was sort of denver or nothing um just because i've spent a bunch of time out here um loved it and it sort of all fell in place kind of very conveniently um and packed up the truck and drove two days through kansas and i cannot recommend that to anyone ever it was the worst experience <laughs> in my life. um both because it was boring but also because like it is a level of it's a level of flat that makes it it's like an optical illusion almost like your eyes do start doing weird things and you just drive in a straight line in a flat road for nine and a half hours like well, it, i know what you're saying man it messes with your with your brain like i my brain was scrambled by the time i got here like it was wild <laughs> Uh, so fly, so fly across the middle of the country if you can. That's my one.
3: Point. Yeah, that's why it's called Flyover
2: Country. Yeah, exactly. Country. Can, yeah. can can I ask you a, a semi-serious question? Yes, you can. Um, so we, you know, we used to work together uh-huh. uh, at NBC. It was very fun. Yeah. Um, and seeing what the business, the the dark side of the business does to people that you like and the people that uh, you care about. Um, it was it was very tough, uh, and obviously not as tough,
3: you know, uh, for you. Um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, it was really really tough, Cam, to see people get fired. I mean, not as tough as getting fired, you know, like um, you. Yeah, but like... still pretty pretty hard to watch. I would like, say let's it's not make this you, all you. about you, Kim. It was also yeah. hard for Tony. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Go on, Tony. Um, come on. Tell us how sad you were that Cam was out of a job. No, no, no,
2: no, I'm I'm
3: putting this back on Cam. Even sadder than Cam was. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Coming back from that and sticking with your skill set and moving on to, okay, the next gig and, you know, finding your place and now you're, you know, in Colorado, like that journey from, you know, one of the lowest points, I assume, in your professional uh, career, getting yourself together, bounce back, and then work back up again. Like, how did? What was that like? And was it as difficult as one might would assume?
4: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I I always really admire when people get laid off and they send really flowery messages about how that's the industry, and you know, I respect. Oh, like I, it is what it is that like, I was so mad. I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was, I, I, it was not a pretty couple weeks there. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was really, really, really hurt for uh, a good bit there for both because it's an ego hit when you get let go. Uh, um And like other reasons, there are lots of things going on. And, and Cam, so I,
3: by the way, like just so everyone knows, Cam got laid off in like a massive yeah. sweep of yeah. layoffs that included mm-hmm. Lawrence, uh, yeah. at the time. So this was not, when we're saying Cam got fired, Cam didn't really get fired. Cam got laid mm-hmm. off. It had nothing to do with the job performance that you were doing, right. which probably is probably what made you so angry. Yeah. Um, you deserved but, better.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like hearing that on the phone call where they laid us off was tough, you know, like, um, and so it, you know, I, I, I think that, it's it's a it's a really weird thing to say that i don't think everyone should get laid off once in life because i don't wish it on the worst enemy but like <laughs> i think especially in media it, it you more more likely than not is going to happen and and mm-hmm. I, I feel fortunate that i got laid off when i was unattached like jj we talk about him jj had two kids like mm-hmm. just had two kids like that that is so much more stressful than just a guy living with his girlfriend in Chicago in Wrigleyville for like nine hundred dollars a month rent. Like you know, like it, mm. it, 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 I had it pretty good. Like I, especially like I on the on the grand scale of people that got laid off, I mine was pretty easy to deal with. But yeah, it was. It. it I was really, really angry at a lot of people for a good bit of time, Um, and then you just sort of. You let yourself lick your wounds and then you sort of have just one day realize that like no one feels bad for you anymore really it's like the next round of layoffs when you know everyone's tweeting oh i'm so sorry to you and you're like oh man this is just like the next wave so to speak like you mm-hmm. just sort of have to either you care enough to keep trying um or you say hey this is not worth my sanity and i don't blame anyone for saying hey this is not worth my sanity you know i I know people that's left sports after getting laid off and they're super happy and don't regret it. And I go, yeah, like I bet that that makes total sense to me. So um, for me, it was just sort of a pretty easy, like, I don't want to go do sales for Deloitte. Like I want to keep doing this. Um, (laughs) And so it was not much of a moral dilemma. Like I just knew I wanted to keep doing this, but I was, I did not handle it very maturely. I would say like, I I think people (laughs) that were not in my professional life would say that I was not super mature about it in, in the immediate aftermath.
3: It'd be hard to be. I mean, I can think back to like, I, I've never been laid off, but I have had times where I didn't get a promotion mm-hmm. or a job that I thought I should have gotten. And in my twenties and they handled it very poorly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, privately, not like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, going in and yelling at people, but like, I, I hear you, man. Like it, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to not get what you think you deserve and what you probably do deserve in reality.
4: And it's also like, I, it, you've it's such a brutal, like, I mean, it's, it's saying the sports industry is such a brutal business is almost cliche at this point. Cause everyone knows that. But like you, I, I think you, I, for me, I just took solace in the fact that it's it just, everyone gets punched in the face in this business so often, like it is mm-hmm. just and if I got to get punched in the face, I'd rather do it in the situation I was in than other people or whatever it was. And I don't know how much, I don't think like I have more internal discipline now than I did before because I got laid off. Like I don't necessarily buy into that, like sort of idea or cliche or whatever, but I think it does if anything, it just showed me that life does not stop when you get laid off. Right. Like, it, like mm-hmm. I, with the benefit of hindsight, I can go back and go, Oh, like that was the worst day one of the worst days of my life. And there were a bunch of medium days after that. And then some good days after that and some bad days after that. And like it, if anything, it sort of transitioned more to my not professional parts of my life where I, when I have really bad days or something, I go, Oh, like I got laid off once. Like, it's not as bad as that. um, And so, one, you can say that it's not as bad as losing your job randomly on a Wednesday morning. um, Things sort of change perspective, at least for me they did. Hmm.
3: You do seem like Colorado would be a good fit for you. I was thinking, like, Sam – I mean, Cam seems like he could be a Colorado guy tone. But then I started thinking, like, doesn't Cam seem like he could be, like – couldn't Cam fit in anywhere? Is there anywhere where you feel like Cam would be out of place? Texas. You don't think Cam could do, like, the Deep South? Uh, I mean, he could do I Austin. Think, he I, could, Cam could for sure be in Austin, Texas, but that doesn't count. Yeah, that's not really Texas.
2: Yeah. Um, he do – they feel weird, right? You, They be like, man, for some reason this young guy – I don't know why I like him, but I think I do. <laughs> the and the in the near and last. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he's
4: from. I don't know where he's and from. I, like, I kind of like him. I kind of hey, like him. It's better than people from Texas saying the opposite, which they do quite a bit. So <laughs> I, I, will, I will take it. Uh, but still, I, I
3: don't know how you have time in Denver to pay attention to everything you have out there and the Chicago Bears, but you are still doing amazing Chicago Bears tweets.
4: Yeah, I can't give it up. X's. I don't know
3: what you're supposed to call them now. Like it's on. Cam is doing amazing work on X. Yeah, (laughs) but is he making? Are you
4: xing or are you tweeting on X? I still say tweeting. You know, like um, tweeting on X, posting. um, I'm not xing. That's for sure. I I won't. are
2: Are you? Cam, are you as scared as everyone else is to share tweets now because they pop up as X and People may think you're sharing something else if they don't have the. Oh, you mean the like scariest thing one to somebody to, yeah. to share a tweet now? Yeah, on a, Yeah, on I get a text and I'm yeah. like, and it's like, "Tony,
3: whoa, Tony wait. will, Tony <laughs> will text me one of his own tweets." Yeah, <laughs> and the the notification will show up in my on my phone as Tony. Uh, it'll look like Tony Gill XXX on my own. note.
4: and like b- back in the day, it would like show the screenshot of the tweet, so you, right. you wouldn't have to follow a link. But now that the site is beyond broken, it it just sends the triple X link. And I'm like, (laughs) when I was 14, I clicked on this link and I I got grounded for six months. I've learned my lesson once. Thank you very much.
3: (laughs) One of my favorite Kim Ellis tweets about the Bears lately was he tweeted a picture of the uh, he he retweeted an ESPN photoshopping of the guys who would be the top two picks in the draft because the Bears are on track right now to have the top Mm -hmm. two picks in the draft. Um, and I'm not even sure who these guys are. I'm sure one of them's Caleb Williams from USC. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cam tweets that it's not a good Photoshop because they would never both be smiling like this if they were on the Bears.
4: <laughs> it's true,
3: though. It's true. Is
4: anyone smiling on the Bears? Uh, I see those pictures of Justin Fields on Wednesday. Is like... The
2: special teams coordinator.
4: He's he Oh, Richard Hightower. He's the best. I, he's,
3: such <laughs> he's, a, smiling. he's such a good guy.
2: None of this if is
3: and we never have any reason to be going after him, so it all kind of works out well. It's a great relationship. He just yeah, knows he's you... going
4: to be the head coach in two weeks, so he's just living life, like having a blast. <laughs> I'd be happy too. I don't blame him. Kim,
2: is Dion as big as
3: we perceive that he is? Yes. Uh, it's, in... it's crazy. Hey, you need to show some respect here. You when you say Dion on this show, and mm-hmm. it's not Dion Miller, then you mm-hmm. need to put a last name on that Dion. Oh, sorry, Coach Prime.
4: Coach Prime, yeah, that works long, too. Coach Prime, yeah. <laughs> um, which is a weird thing to write because, like, when you're writing stories, because uh, mm. I do a little writing for the um, for SB Nation for the buffs on the side, and mm. so like usually, you know, on the second att- attribu- attribution to a coach, you would just go last name. So I'll just be like, right. he had a good game. Prime said, like, it's like a weird. <laughs> I don't know whether to say Sanders because he doesn't <laughs> like he he he's very adamant about coach prime like it's coach prime everyone in the press conferences call him coach prime like and if you talk to him it's coach prime so it's kind of weird being like calling him prime and then he also has two kids so like that gets confusing as well um Mm -hmm. but yeah no it is it is as big as it it seems like the um it it is it's actually really like it's so fun it's so cool like the vibes are just off the charts. Like the, the, place is packed. Like it is, it is, it's a very, very cool time to be here. I got very lucky in that sense.
3: Does everybody out there feel like you do? It sounds like they do because Deion Sanders coaching Colorado is like a big national story that everybody is following and enjoying no matter where they live. Yeah.
4: But like in, in Colorado, this is like, he's a rock star there. Oh yeah. He's huge. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, it doesn't, it helps that the Broncos are, Terrible. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're not, really terrible terrible. List. Yeah, not yeah, the Not yeah. the terriblest. It could not be worse. List, right? Only the 31st most terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they sold out every single home game for the first time in like 90 years. Like it is, it is packed. The Fox's pregame has been there for four out of the five weeks of the college football season. Like it is. It, it, it Every single weekend, it is like the event of the weekend, which is crazy because they didn't care about Colorado football for the last 45 years. And then... Nobody did. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it is... I mean, and the sidelines are wild and it's crazy because it's college. So they let you just walk wherever you want when you're covering the games. And then you have <laughs> all these celebrities on the sidelines and you're just mm-hmm. like standing next to Kawhi Leonard, like watching, you know, a second overtime of the Colorado state game. And you're just like, mm-hmm. we're, like, it's wild to be in Colorado at a football game like that. It is. Um, it's so, so cool. It's a lot of fun. He's also a great interviewer. Like he, I think there's still this weird misconception that it's kind of like, He's the CEO and there are other coaches that are kind of doing all the X's and O's, but Mm -hmm. it's really not the case at all. Like his press conferences, he's, he's very detailed. He has explanations for every decision he made. It's not just, oh, you know, it's not just motivational speeches that you see. Like he, he's a really fun coach to talk to because he goes really long on questions. He never is like, oh, we're just trying hard every day. Like he you know, he ranks his own kids. Like, that's how candid he is. Um, and, like, every Wednesday we'll be like, what's the ranking? He's like, well, Shiloh didn't do that well today. And my daughter, like, gave me a big hug. So she's number one. Um, like, he is, he is unabashedly candid and honest every minute of every day. And it's so fun to talk to because it's such a good interview. And, and, you know, as you guys both know, coming from interviews, even in Chicago where guys are just dull as the day is long, like having mm-hmm. that having that consistently is so, so fun.
2: What do you think that's going to be a thing, right? Like they see the success of Dion and obviously nobody is as charismatic as Dion, but like, it's okay to be honest. Yeah. And I feel like that. I don't know what happens when you turn into a coach or whatever happens, when you turn into an executive or a head coach at the professional level. It's, it's refreshing to get an honest opinion when asked a a question and not trying to do the work around or the spin around just answer the question and and it's like if you answer honestly and truthfully yeah there may be some pushback but doesn't everything else come with pushback right so like how long do you think or if ever like the will Dion set a new precedent for head coaches at the at least at the college level uh in in terms of honesty and being able to just to speak what you saw on the field or what you see about your team
4: yeah i hope so like i think because that's a good point like it it should be contagious right like it Mm -hmm. it should be a contagious attitude especially when it's successful right Yeah. yeah um my concern is that dion is so one of one and there's every other college football coach for the most part is very much you know the the Jimbo Fishers of the world that just give dumb answers that you don't care about, and you know, like <laughs> di- even outside of coaching, Dion is so picked the perfect guy to pick on too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like SEC m- boring just, SEC just, perfect. just perfect. Um, <laughs>
3: like
4: Gene um, Chiswick type. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so I don't think I don't think someone as candid as Dion is coming along behind him, uh, just because I think it is so much as much his own personality as it is the other coaches lacking personality. But I hope that people see that you can run a college program or any football team for that matter in a style that isn't what for, you know, coaches who all have the same last name did before you. Like the, the, if anything, it's, it's a Testament to, believing in your plan and seeing it through and i know that it doesn't always work out and it might not work out here i mean they've lost two in a row like they might just be three and eight at the end of the year but like i i think people see i think people see the sincerity and to your point give them more slack almost like you're not going to be that far up someone's ask if you believe them that they're giving you honest answers even if they're not answers you like or agree with like if Mm -hmm. i I think you there's a there's a world where you go okay like i see that that makes sense versus you know saying oh it's there was pointing up when you got cut two days ago like that that's that's where that that's where i think diana is thriving the most
3: Cam, let's do the news we didn't get to today.
1: All right. Uh, A couple of quick hits
3: for you here. A lock of hair from George Washington has gone on sale
4: for (laughs) (laughs) $45,000. How do they know that it's George Washington's?
3: They have a letter that goes with it that, like, it explains kind of how, you know, I, I think it's from like George Washington or his family or something. I don't have the story in front of me, but I was just thinking about, like, why are you laughing at this so much, Tone?
2: It's ridiculous. A lock of hair from George Washington. $45,000
3: yeah. for George Washington's hair. It's in a nice little case. It's in like a little like so. piece of jewelry, basically. Um, what do you do with it? That see that's a great question. And also like I I get it. I get why that is like valuable, but I don't I don't want that. I don't want somebody's hair from 200 years ago.
4: I, feel, I can appreciate George Washington and his uh his achievements without that. And I feel like they're going to go around and be like, "Oh, all of our friends will love this. Like we're going to show it off to them." And then they're going to go up to people and be like, "Look what we bought." And everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with you? Guys? <laughs> <Before> you <leave laughs> my home right now you weirdo
3: can you imagine like showing that off at a di- before a dinner party like right. you guys uh before we eat you guys want to see george washington's hair want to see something mm-hmm. cool guys it's in the basement oh, this is george washington's hair I-, I i know after you see that and then later you're eating dinner and you find like a piece of hair in your food you're like oh no oh my gosh no
4: and the line this isn't is- this isn't no is it Yeah. And the line between buying hair and buying like bones and skulls has got to be like razor thin. Like if someone's (laughs) someone's buying hair, I don't I do not want to know what else they're spending forty five thousand dollars on.
3: Speaking of former presidents, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was on Jimmy Kimmel this week and accused Donald Trump of lying, which is not the first time someone's done that. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. what? (laughs) Right. Uh, but th- this time he was accusing Donald Trump of lying about his weight, which was listed at 215 pounds on his police booking documents in Atlanta. Arnold, just on a visual look, uh, he told Jimmy Kimmel, sizes him up at about 315.
2: Yeah, he, he pushing three reels, oh, okay. at least from what it looks like. Yeah, you're not. Come on, boy.
3: Come on, my boy. Uh, John, <laughs> I John Sally, right here, Remember John Sally tone, John Sally, the yeah. former bull. Mm-hmm. He uh, he says Travis Kelsey is going to play a lot better now, now because of the whole uh, Taylor Swift thing, mm-hmm. because it will make him a one woman man. It will keep all the groupies out. And at first, I thought, come on, that's ridiculous. That's not that won't change a thing. But John Sally makes a good point. The Swifties, mm-hmm. there's like going to be tens of millions of cameras, uh, cameras on Travis Kelsey every time he steps out. Now, yeah, it's a pretty good security system.
4: I mean. Don't go out with them. Do you guys believe that this is a real <laughs> relationship? Because I know there are people out there that say that it's totally PR and that the NFL and Taylor Swift both realized that there was much to be gained in lots of different ways from all of this happening. But, like, do you think it's real?
2: I don't know if the question is do we think it's real or not is so much how much do I? care about it <laughs> um no. okay and i think that's that's where the line is i think for the most part it's like you know you already see football fans like going on twitter and be like they're ruining my football experience by showing too much taylor shrift <laughs> or whatever the case may be uh, <laughs> <Taylor Schrift. laughs> um but like that means you care about it that means you react you reacted to it which again you're reacting to the game that means you're watching the game so you know again you're a thousand percent right cam that this is a a win-win for taylor swift and the nfl uh and it just feels gross to um, to know to be on the inside of the business and knowing that's how it works which kind of shades your view on yeah maybe this could be love yeah but then it's like i don't care he needs to go out there and play you know <laughs> like yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if if it becomes a distraction Right. And, you know, they end up losing or he is not at the top of his game. You know, I want the best for Patrick Mahomes. Like, I want all things success. So, mm-hmm. hey, watch yourself, Travis. You know, that's all I'm going to say. You know, watch yourself. You, you can't be you know messing up for my boy.
4: I just love that in this whole saga, there's a very specific chapter for Jerry Payton. Like he's just a part of it, the story in a way (laughs) that I just love. Chicago tie will always be there now (laughs) because he got a video of them uh, in the tunnel in Kansas City. Yeah, he was Mm -hmm. on all the news channels the next week. Like I saw him out here in Denver, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like we're here, Chicago. (laughs) You know, um,
3: Jarrett, I don't think would have been at that game, and I know I know Jarrett a little bit. Like um, amazing guy, great Mm -hmm. guy, Mm -hmm. like super lovable guy. Jarrett was at that game. With his family because they'd been invited by the actor Eric Stonestreet huh. to mm. hang out in his suite and watch the game. Jarrett had met Eric uh, like at uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year type event or something in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And Eric invited him and his family down for that. Um, the Kelsey brothers were talking about all this. I, I was not going to do um, a lot on this today, but since you brought it up, Cam, the Kelsey brothers on their podcast were both saying that the league is overdoing it. With this, and the NFL Mm -hmm. came at NFL had to put out a statement defending all of their like TV and Twitter love for the Taylor Swift thing, um, calling it a uh, pop cultural moment we've leaned into in real time as it's an intersection of sport and entertainment, and we've seen an incredible amount of positivity around the sport. The vast majority of our content has remained focused on the game, our players, and a variety of other initiatives, including our Toy Story Fun Day Football Altcast and the international games and more. Cone, did you watch the Toy Story thing? I watched like re- some of the highlights kind of... and recaps. Yeah. I, I loved that. <laughs> I bet you
2: did. I loved it. I, I didn't get up early enough to watch it, obviously, but I did see the highlights and, and the various clips from it. I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. They could have used you. You could have done
3: football roundup for them.
2: If there was a side cast where like for Monday night football, I definitely watched the Toy Story one and not the, not the other one. <laughs> really? Yeah.
3: Do you I want to do your, of, do you want to do football roundup? Do you want to do your football roundup song for cam?
2: Yeah. Football roundup. Come on. It's time to play.
3: Then that's all I got. That's, it. <laughs> that's good. I love it. I mean, That's a good jingle. Cam, <laughs> uh, to answer your question, I'm very cynical about it. I think it's all business. <laughs> okay. And being business being
4: done very successfully.
3: I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I just yeah. don't buy it being real.
4: I get it. I think it started off as fake. And I think maybe they're Oh, like we like each other now. But like, I, think, I think managers made calls to start this whole thing.
3: That sounds like a plot for a terrible movie.
4: <laughs> it, it, it's sort of playing out like the plot of a terrible movie right now. So I'd like, buy it. <sighs>
2: uh,
3: the musician Ed Sheeran claims to be not much of a pot smoker. He was on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Um, his, his music and various other videos and things I've seen online indicate otherwise. But <laughs> he was very hyped to smoke up in Australia last month with Snoop Dogg. And I got to say, I understand that being on your bucket list, it'd be like, you know, like paint with Da Vinci, sculpt with Michelangelo and smoke up with Snoop would all be, you know, you are working, you are doing with the greats, the thing that Mm -hmm. they do so well. Mm -hmm. Russell Crowe was there too, as a footnote. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, But anyway, Ed said that he, he just like kind of got caught up in it. And at one point had smoked so much with Snoop Dogg that he couldn't see straight his vision, he all of a sudden looked up and realized his vision had gone blurry. Hmm.
2: I imagine that's what life in Colorado is like.
4: (laughs) That is not my experience. Um, um, I don't know, like these people, you always hear these stories like, Oh, I'd never smoked pot before. And then I went and hung out with Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. It's like, what are you doing? Like, Baby steps, like go steps. smoke <laughs> pot with your friend first. Thank like, you. This is, not... is what I always
3: say. This yeah. is what I always say, Kim. Like I, I've never smoked weed, but I sometimes will like be like to my wife, like, "Hey, maybe we should try that. Let's do it like on a Saturday night, sure, at our house, mm-hmm. <laughs> safely you know, in a controlled environment. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy a bunch of like Doritos beforehand because I heard that's what happens.
4: <laughs> Doesn't hurt." But yeah, just walking on Snoop Dogg's tr- tr- bus for the first time, and being like, "Hey, let's smoke yeah. some hot. Like you're right. gonna have a terrible time. It's not. It's difficult. like a, it's like
3: you never even been to a rock climbing gym, and now you're gonna try to summit Everest.
4: Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna get in the ring with Apollo and spar for a little bit. Like it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> no wonder you smoked yourself blind.
3: Yeah. Uh, you guys like skydiving? Yes. Really? Do you? Yeah, I have. I have done, Are you just trying to be one. enthusiastic? You've done. No, it No,
4: I, I mean both. But I have done it once, and it was fun. Okay. All right,
3: I'm, I'm sure that you have not, Tone. Tone doesn't uh, even like right. sky flying. He doesn't even like just normal, just flying Delta, let alone yeah. jumping out of one of those things. <laughs> I fly Spirit. That's just as much as skydiving as I mean, anything else. Having so.
4: done both, yeah, the, being on an airplane might be the It's worst actually worst riskier. Thing, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: the world record for oldest skydiver was broken Sunday in Ottawa, Illinois, and I feel like this is not a record anyone should be trying to chase. But 104-year-old Dorothy Hoffner, and I guess it's a little redundant because if I told you somebody's name was Dorothy, you'd probably be thinking they're 104 years old. I don't think that they're continuing to make Dorothy's. Um, she did this to celebrate turning 100 and then uh, a few years ago and now has done it again from 13,500 feet at 104 years old. The previous record was 103 years old by a woman in Sweden in May of last year, and I bet she's pissed. Maybe mm-hmm. you just don't tell her. If you're her family. Yeah. That may cause just, her to die if you tell her.
4: Just keep it a secret for just, how do I put this? Just long enough. I'll be sure she's even still
3: alive? I didn't look that up, no. Oh, okay. See? This woman, though, Dorothy Hoffner, like, she sounds crazy. And this is all from a story. Uh, I, there were two stories on this, one from ABC7 Chicago and one from the Associated Press. She had a walker. She left her walker on the tarmac. She's using a walker and she's skydiving on the plane. She's buckled in and she says, quote, let's go. Let's
4: go Geronimo. Do you think it's one of those things where she's just like, if it gets me, it gets me. I'm one four. I think she's like a thrill seeker. If she just did this,
3: did this four years ago to celebrate turning 100. She yeah. dove out the plane head first, Kim. And this is a, se- including the time where you're parachuting down. This is a seven minute jump. And they said she did like a somersault in the air and everything. Um, Skydive Chicago is the company she did this with. And they are working with Guinness World Records to certify it. When uh, she landed, Dorothy Hoffner said, quote, wonderful. It was wonderful up there. The whole thing was delightful, wonderful, and couldn't have been better. She turns 105 in December and says that she wants to try a hot air balloon because she's never done that I, I she's a little out of order there on the level of yeah. like going up in wildness I think I would have tried the hot air balloon first and just seen how that went this is she's gonna be horribly
4: disappointed yeah by what unthrilling a hot air balloon is compared to this someone should tell her that hot air balloon is not an option for her anymore she can't she can't go out on a hot air balloon that's that's not the way to do it and finally cam
3: uh, I'm sure you're familiar with emotional support animals Mm -hmm. tone you've heard of this emotional support animals Mm -hmm. you you might someday have an emotional support squirrel that wouldn't surprise Mm me uh they're usually dogs but i've heard of others there's a Mm -hmm. wide range of animals Uh, uh, before the airlines kind of tightened things up a couple years ago about what you what kind of animals you can bring as a therapy animal or an emotional support animal there was people with cockatoos and dogs and all kinds of ferrets on planes um it's one of these things like what it's, it's hard to figure out where I stand sometimes on some of these like emotional and mental health type things, because on one hand, it's really, really good that we're growing as a society and being more understanding of things like this and more empathetic to people. It also creates a huge loophole to exploit. Mm-hmm. Like you can count a lot of things under this umbrella a lot of times. Anyway, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, denied entrance to a ticket holder because they didn't like his emotional support animal. This was at a late regular season game. Uh, that is absurd, I think. Like, I don't know who they are. Who they think they are to judge somebody's emotional support animal, although it was an alligator. <laughs> Joey Henney tried to bring an alligator on a leash and harness into a Phillies game uh, last week, I believe it was, and was rebuffed because uh, they didn't want to have an alligator in their stands, which I find reasonable. The Citizens Bank Park policy is that you are allowed to bring in guide dogs, service animals, and animals in training. Uh, and uh, Joey says that this is his emotional support animal. And he says the animal, the alligator's name is Wally. And he says that, quote, he likes to give hugs and he's never bitten anybody.
4: I believe him. It sounds like he did the responsible way, too. You had him on I don't way. I don't
3: like when people say about their hostile dog that uh, Sparky over here has never bitten anybody. Yeah. Like, I, sure. Until he does. Right. Every dog has never bitten somebody until it does. Right. And this alligator, you know, like that's what they do. I'm almost more concerned that the alligator hasn't bitten anyone because that it's seems unnatural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you
4: know, he sums off there because he should be wanting to bite the daylights out of us. I'd also just be like, Hey man, where do you, what emotional support does this alligator give you? Like what, when you see your alligator in the morning, are you like, Oh, nice. It's going to be fine. There, like I'll it. In-
3: interesting that you asked that because the Philadelphia Inquirer did a whole feature on Joey Henney, um, I think a year or two ago. And he said that the alligator helps him with helped him with depression, oh. that he had three close friends who died like very close to each other, uh, time-wise. And he did not want to take medication and i think he already had the alligator and he told us he told his doctor that like it was helping or something and the doctor signed off on it as an emotional support animal and it's a, a great doctor this guy otherwise seems like a like a totally regular guy like he's got grandchildren and he's got a girlfriend and he's a former serviceman of some kind i can't remember which branch like he just seems like a regular guy but also has an emotional support alligator.
2: It's obviously not working. He should probably spend more time with his family.
3: His girlfriend was quoted in that Philadelphia Inquirer article saying she was a little like, uh, not sure about that at first, but that she also has come to love Wally. I mean, he gives hugs. How can you not? I'm just not on board with the idea that this, I I can't, I either, I I am objecting on one of two counts, either one, that this alligator for sure has already bitten someone and... If it hasn't, then something even bigger is wrong with it.
4: Like yeah.
3: it should be doing what it's wired to do,
4: which is biting the heck out of us. Yeah. Are we sure that him giving hugs is not just him trying to bite us? Like, and he's, he's just, just bad him? at it. Yeah. he's, just yeah, he's a just Super like... <laughs> inept, like fumbly alligator. He's just not, he's just not a talented alligator in that sense. <laughs> That's the news, Kim. It sounded like the news. That's about that, That's what I expect from the news: alligators and one hundred four, one hundred four-year-old skydivers.
3: You're caught up on everything now.
4: It does. I saw the pictures of the woman skydiving, and the wind was not helping her. I was like, I hope she's okay. Like there's some, there's some, there's some nervous moments I can imagine there, especially the guy holding her can you imagine the guy the guy happened to be like yes she was a
3: she was a she was um strapped to a, a skydiving instructor I don't think she, i I
4: believe I read that she didn't want to be but they insisted yeah I mean insurance isn't that good I like you gotta you gotta cover your butts at some point
2: I shall not tempt the
4: lord I God <laughs> uh, Kim great to have you back man yeah thank you guys so much i i Love seeing you guys. Love chatting with you guys. This is always fun. i happy to do it whenever you guys need me to. Where can
3: people find your work? And I ask that not because I've forgotten, but because I don't know at all.
4: <laughs> um, if you want to occasionally go on the Colorado um, SB Nation site called Ralphie Report, that's where I write. Um, otherwise, you can see my tweets on Twitter. I don't super recommend them, but if, if they're for you, then they're for you. Um, and that's about it.
3: I so, tremendously recommend them. Although his Twitter name that you're never going to remember is at
4: Kingsley Ellis. Yeah. Which keep, keep it casual. I keep it, keep it, keep it. Uh, the SEO is terrible. And that's how I like it. It's my middle name. So I should, be, yeah. I should be clear. I'm not going no myself one's... Kingsley for no reason. Is Kingsley your middle name or your first yeah. name? It's my middle name.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cause some people like go by their middle name. Okay. I no going to
4: uh, ever know that though i I've, occasionally I've tried to soft launch Kingsley and it doesn't really ever work. I Are you gonna try to go by that? Like I in, in the past I have tried. And okay. I just All I'm right. not really at Kingsley at the end of the day. Like I am very it's a good it's a good middle name, but it doesn't quite fit. And so people are always like, No, we're not gonna call you that. And I'm like, Okay, that's fine. Cam <laughs> works. Maybe.
3: Look, if you can possibly remember it, maybe you need to write it down right now. I he's downplaying it, but I cannot recommend enough following at Kingsley Ellis, which is Cam Ellis's Twitter handle on X. My, it's how he hit. tweets from X. Yeah, that's how I. Um, Cam's hilarious. Cam is so good at Twitter, and I feel man. like I feel like you must be going over so much better in Colorado because I I don't. There's just something about your about that style and I, I think it's like trying to be funny about sports that just doesn't quite fit in hardcore serious sports towns like yeah. Chicago and New York, yeah. but works amazingly and is yeah. a huge hit in places like Miami yeah. and Denver and I would imagine like Southern California too. So I, I hope that the people there are appreciating your genius and I still hope that the people of Chicago will eventually appreciate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Genius is often not recognized in its time, Kim, but yeah, I, I need, see it. I'm, I see what you're doing.
4: I need to die first, apparently, to get more. Twitter no, don't stuff. do that. No, uh, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. No. That was kind of dark. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, um, don't do that. No. Um, yeah, no, it, it is. I still get the occasional people from Chicago being like, actually, that's wrong. You're an idiot, <laughs> uh, which I do enjoy. Like uh, i have like, oh, look good times. Uh, but it is. It plays a little better where people care less. I would say there's there's truth to that. That's I found that the same with me. Yeah, which is this, you know this whole deal went over better in Miami. Yeah, there are times that I'm like, man, I probably should have taken my job a little more seriously in Chicago, when I had it. Uh, <laughs> but it is, um, it, 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 you know, each 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 city serves its own purpose. Everybody's like, you done with the jokes? Let's talk Cubs middle yes. relief. Yes, seriously though, like it's not funny. He does. He's the quarterback. They need him.
3: Um, so
4: it, it, How dare it, you talk about our third tight end that way? Yeah. yeah. Cole Komet, he's from here. That's why people like him. You guys don't get it. Uh, but, but, yeah, so it, it, it works.
3: Great to have Cam Ellis back. Uh, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A and get 23% off everything. That includes the 100% Eucalyptus Sheets. That includes the Flannel Boys, which is a Eucalyptus cotton hybrid. That is super soft. I do have that in my closet. We are going to be putting that on the bed. I, I'm going to try to see if I can get my wife to wait till like November, but she she might be on the cusp of putting that on the bed. You can also get their pillow and get 23% off that. They've got a pillow now over at Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A, and your 20. you don't even need a promo code. Your 23% discount will automatically be applied in your basket if you go there with our link. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. Go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. With promo code ADJACENT1000, you can bet on the Super Bowl. You can bet on NFL, college football. Pretty soon you'll be able to bet on basketball and hockey. Actually, you can probably bet on preseason games already if you're really into that. But the regular season for those sports is not far away. Baseball playoffs are going. You can bet on that. You can do all of that at BetMGM and get that great offer of the free future betting credits if you don't win by using our promo code, Adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Tone, how did you like our uh, reunion with Cam Ellis today? I love it. I can't wait to the next one.
4: Hell yeah. I'm here. All right. Good. Good. That's a promise. To to, to quote Dion, we coming. We're we're here. Cam Ellis. Cam Ellis. Cam Ellis. Wait, sorry, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, I won't quote <laughs> you on anymore. it anymore. That was, was, that was no, no. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> what are we doing? Don't put that place? on a sweatshirt. No, I'm sorry, right?
4: <laughs> probably a good time to log off, right? Like, that's, I'd probably run out of runway right here, right? That's probably a good spot.
3: Yeah, I would say so. Cam Ellis ain't hard to find. We'll see you guys next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Sports of Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
1: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother...
0: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.